0: Hi, it's Melissa Moore and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. We're happy to have you with us. Violet Rainwater is the founder of the Rainmaker's Way. Good morning, Violet. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. So as the founder of Rainmaker's Way, tell me a little bit about what it is. Absolutely. Thank you. So I am on a mission to heal the workplace. After working
1: in corporate sales for almost two decades and constantly running on empty, constantly crashing and burning, I realized there had to be a better way. And so I have spent the last decade really researching peak performance and what it means to be able to sustain peak performance and what I realized is for the average person, we're broken. We're mm-hmm. operating from a broken operating system and we don't even know it. These are not the kind of things that corporate usually brings to us, whether, you know, it's in our training, in, uh, keynotes or events that they have. Not once did my leaders give me what I needed in order to manage stress in a healthy way. And that was the biggest thing that held me back. So today, I am on a mission to educate and equip the workplace with healing modalities
0: that completely transformed my business and my life. All right. So you talk about the fact you said that we're broken. When you say we're broken, what do you mean? Are you talking professionally, personally? Uh, Explain that for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually all around. For the, most people, the very operating system that we work on, and what I'm talking about by that is our programming, how we are programmed to respond to stress and adversity, which is what we see in today's workplace. And for many of us, it actually works against us. That's why 70% of all change initiatives fail, because it's hard enough as it is just managing day to day. But when you throw in change, when you throw in a pandemic, when you throw in kids not being able to go to school, most people today are holding on by a thread in the workplace. And the worst part is they don't even know it because they have been living this way for so long. For myself personally, growing up in a very male-dominated industry, I was a financial advisor from 2000 all the way through 2016. And for myself, this is what I just learned. I learned to suck it up, swallow the fact that I was hanging on by a string, and keep pushing, keep working, keep going. And that actually has detrimental effects on our health, our livelihood, our marriages, our kids. We take it home with us, you Mm -hmm. know, statistics show. So that's what I mean. I mean, most of us have an operating system that is outdated and does not work for us in this new modern workplace.
0: I was going to say everything since the pandemic, everything has just kind of been thrown up in the air. And I know everyone I talk to is stressed out, whether they're working from home or going to the office, they're stressed. Absolutely. And it's, it's a word that we're kind of immune to. Oh, yeah, I'm stressed. Oh, yeah, I'm so stressed. But have we
1: ever looked at what that stress is actually doing to us on a short term and a long term basis? Because it's killing us. It is literally killing us. Chronic stress is actually the greatest epidemic of the 21st century. And it was like that before the pandemic. So imagine people today. Mm -hmm. I remember I did some research before COVID hit and I interviewed 500 small business owners and all of them said they wanted More tools for stress management, more balance, more peace, more time to rest, you know, and and look at things now. It's only gotten worse. They were holding on by a thread before. That's why we see the numbers we see with depression and anxiety and addiction. It's because people simply don't have the tools to manage this stress in a healthy way.
0: Right. So what do you see as far as the detrimental effects in the workplace because of the stress that is just permeating everyone's life?
1: Well, and for me, it's the elephant in the room. Why are we not talking about the elephant in the room? You know, every organization wants to drive efficiency, productivity. Uh, they want to drive sales, but they're not addressing the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is most people are running around completely triggered. They're triggered by toxic bosses, you know, uh, workplace bullies, change in their organization. And it's costing our, I mean, our organizations over 300 billion. We are spending in America alone on workplace stress and all the detrimental effects, but it's killing marriages. It's causing, uh, individuals to go home and lash out at their kids. And now that's going to have detrimental effects. Mm-hmm. And so what we have is we have a workplace full of people that are really on a very low energy. You know, when we're stressed, when we have this constant monkey mind telling us what we're not doing and stressing about finances, we literally are in a very low energy level. And when we're in that low energy level, that's all that we can really experience. And so we continue to create more of the same until we completely crash And burn. Mm -hmm. I know for a lot of companies that I work with, it looks like um, miscommunication. It looks like conflict. It looks like workplace bullies. It looks like a lot of gossip, inefficiency, uh, you know, miscommunication. So these are the type of things organizations are struggling with everywhere. And they think that maybe they need to uh, give them a new tool to help them, you know, with SEO or, you know, Mm -hmm. something on the surface. But in reality, what they need is they need To be able to regulate their nervous system, because that's what's happening is we are walking around constantly with our nervous system dysregulated. And Mm -hmm. when have you ever heard about anyone talking about the nervous system when it comes to driving business? No,
0: never. No, never. It's always about money. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's what that's what we hear in business. It's always the bottom line.
1: And that's what I thought. You know, I was a financial advisor. I was told that I was only as good as my last ale, that sales is just a numbers game. And I'm here to tell you that that's a lie. You know, that's very 1987. The new modern workplace, it requires each of us to really operate from our highest self. And we don't have access to our highest self when we're in a constant state of stress, when our nervous system is dysregulated. When our nervous system is dysregulated, what happens is we start acting like we're five years old with the coping uh, coping skills that we had as a five-year-old. That's why you'll hear managers often say, I feel like I'm just managing a kindergartening class, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody's right. behavior is so toxic in the workplace often because they have a dysregulated nervous system and they don't know how to regulate. And that's my mission. You know, imagine just being able to bring this knowledge and the, this new branch of knowledge and these new tools. It would have completely transformed my life and my career. Even though I was a top producer, I would have
0: doubled and tripled my numbers had I had the tools that I have today. Right. So tell me this, you know, we're talking about the stress and that people are just hanging on by a thread. Do you think, you know, here we are post-pandemic and people are quitting their jobs and finding jobs that work better to bring better balance in their lives and we see it all over the country do you think that's due to that stress that you're talking about oh absolutely i mean look at some of the statistics
1: you know 58 percent of people will leave a job or are looking to leave or have already left due to stress in the workplace. So absolutely, we have this great resignation. Why is that? Because people are fed up. Enough is enough. These organizations spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the development of their teams. I'm a perfect example. Not once. I survived the market crash of 08. I'll never forget the day. Five letters. E-N-R-O-N. I don't know if you remember Enron. (laughs) Yeah, sure do. that was kind of the beginning of the collapse of the financial service industry. And that was a really hard time to be a financial advisor. And I worked for a fortune 500 company, not once did they bring in anyone to help us manage stress to help Mm -hmm. us manage the noise, the chaos that we found ourselves in, you know, and I and I think organizations need to do better, you know, shame on them for not bringing these tools to their people, because their people are their most valuable things in the business. You know, it's their people, and they're not investing in them in the right way. And so I'm all about bringing these healing modalities. And when I say healing, I know oftentimes companies will shy away from that because it sounds like therapy, but that's not what I'm talking about. Right. If you look up the word to heal something, it means to make it whole. Right now, most people, their operating system is completely broken. And so until we make it whole, until you heal something, you cannot operate at a peak level. I'll give you a perfect example. My husband had uh, shoulder surgery like a year ago. Now, I don't know if you know how husbands are when they're in pain, but like (laughs) if you ask him, it was a near-death experience. Right. Absolutely (laughs) it was. It was the most painful thing. For the last year, he has not been able to do any kind of weightlifting or anything like that. He's not at his peak level because he's had to heal the wound. And now that it's fully healed, now he can start training and building and operating for more of a peak level. And that's what this is about. We first have to heal our nervous system. Mm-hmm. We have been running on empty. We have been running with our foot on the gas, a fight or flight mechanism
0: activated from morning till night. We cannot continue to operate that way. Absolutely. All right. So tell us, how do we do that? How do employers, how do managers, companies, how do they help their employees manage this stress and this burnout?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. I wish more organizations would add that. First of all, it's awareness. We cannot change what we do not have an awareness to. That's why whenever I come into an organization, the first thing I do is increase the level of awareness. Most people are not aware how this stress, how this constant negative thinking is affecting their health their productivity, their efficiency. So that's the first thing we need to do is we need to bring in this education, this knowledge. We need to educate our team members on how the nervous system works and what happens when they're triggered. And we must give them tools to manage the triggers. Mm -hmm. So I have three primary tools that I use. And within those tools, you know, you can mix it up. The first, the most important thing, and this was life-changing for me, was having a morning ritual Mm. starting off the morning i incorporated a meditation practice a hydration practice and a movement practice those three things every morning i don't let anything come in between that but by starting my morning with a meditation practice i am literally creating new pathways in my brain i am literally strengthening and calming my nervous system and so what am i doing i'm setting myself up to be able to manage the stress that's going to be coming into my day on a much in a much better way right so we're literally setting the day for success so that morning ritual is going to be a game changer and it can- Be anything, you know, for me, it's movement, meditation, and hydration. Mm -hmm. For someone else, maybe it's writing in a gratitude journal, uh, maybe it's affirmations, and then maybe it's going to kickboxing class. You know, whatever it is for you that feeds your mind, your body, your soul, but it really connects you to that calm center that we always have access to. And that's something I didn't know. You know, Mm -hmm. I struggled with anxiety from morning till night throughout my entire career. And I didn't even know it because I didn't know what peace felt like. Right, so right. It wasn't until I rewired, I literally had to rewire my entire nervous system and the pathways in my brain so I wouldn't respond to stress in the same way. So the morning ritual is huge. The second thing is a comeback ritual. <laughs> We need to be able to change our response when we are completely triggered. So perhaps it's a toxic boss. Maybe, I don't know if you've ever worked with someone, the minute they walk in a room, like you feel physically mm-hmm. sick because this person's so toxic. Or maybe right, it's a workplace right. bully. You know, or maybe it's a loss of sale. I know for sales professionals, this was a big one for me. A chargeback for me as a financial advisor would just completely trigger me and set me on this downworld spiral. So understanding what our workplace triggers are and having a comeback ritual. So a comeback ritual, instead of, you know, hitting the bottle or going and overspending and overeating, which is kind of was what I learned how to do, right? right. That was how I managed it instead being able to understand oh my nervous system is dysregulated here this is an opportunity of growth this does not have to take me under so my three step comeback ritual maybe it's doing jumping jacks and just getting that negative energy out of my body sure. maybe it's getting on a phone and you know or watching a YouTube video that's really motivational I call it changing the channel when, when we our nervous system get dysregulated I call that channel two mm-hmm. and channel two is not not our highest self, <laughs>
0: right? By
1: really calming our nervous system and uh, coming back to the peace that's always inside of us, we're able to change the channel, and that's what we need to do. It was Viktor Frankl in his book *Man's Search for Meaning*, where he explained and he discovered this when he was a prisoner in uh, in in the concentration camp during World War II, and what he realized is. When he was working out in the fields, if he would focus on how badly he was hungry, how badly his legs hurt from working in the snow, he would lose all his energy and he would begin to crumble. But when he took his mind somewhere else, so even though he was in a concentration camp physically, mentally, he did not participate. He took his mind elsewhere. And when we're able to literally create some space there, he calls it the last of the human freedoms the freedom Mm. to choose how we will allow something to affect us. So here's this toxic boss. My instant reaction is to feel physically sick, but I'm going to change the channel. I'm going to take my mind somewhere else where I'm
0: sharing this experience later on with my team and how I was able to overcome this. Such good information. Violet Rainwater of the Rainmaker's Way. Fascinating conversation today. Thank you so much for your time. I know we've learned a lot. And for more information about Violet and her organization, just go to the Rainmakersway.com. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a great Sunday, and remember to be kind to everyone.